You're listening to the Social Spectrum Podcast with Gina Galliotto. Here we prove that success on social media and in entrepreneurship is not one size fits all and discuss thriving online through the lens of different personality types, lifestyles, and neurodiversity. Success lives on a spectrum, so your impossible search for the one right way to grow your online business ends here. On the Social Spectrum Podcast, we'll unfold your right way instead. Let's dive in. So I think about 99% of the people who are monetizing their social media that I know and have connected with are freelancers. And I also know that probably 99% of people listening to this episode right now are hoping to monetize their social media in some way as freelancers. And sometimes people don't realize like they don't consider themselves a freelancer in the content creation world, which is why I'm really excited to have this conversation because being a UGC creator is a form of freelancing for sure. And selling digital products, if you are doing services and things like that, it can be freelancing. And so people really do underestimate that and the power of it. So many people listening are struggling to find clients or maybe even to understand what they could even monetize. What is monetizable about their passions in the first place? And people don't realize the opportunity that's actually out there and all of the different types of things that you can monetize. And Fiverr is one of the things that woke me up today. Or that woke me up to that. So today <laughs> I'm I am here with Arbel Kimmick of at Freelance Big Sis on Instagram and TikTok. Hello. And just to yes, hello Arbel. <laughs> <laughs> just to give everyone a little bit of an introduction. Arbel is a Fiverr expert and queen, a full-time freelancer. She not only earns consistent income over 6K per month doing Fiverr gigs things like UGC, voiceovers, and beyond. But she even just recently was hired by Fiverr themselves to create UGC (laughs) for their brands. Like, that's crazy. That's awesome. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was really exciting. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I was so excited for you. And you can even find Arbel featured on their Instagram and their TikTok right now if you go look. So if you want to check that out, definitely do. And not to mention, of course, Arbel is also one of the incredible guest coaches inside of my UGC course, UGC A to Z. And she's already helped my students earn four-figure Fiverr deals. Like, that's insane. So Ah! (laughs) thank you for allowing us to pick your brain for free today. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I've been following you for a while, and I'm always just in awe by your (laughs) amazing successes on social media. And I feel like you have such a firm grasp as to what you're doing there and just showcasing your skills and talent and all that. So it's really cool. So thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you. That made my day. (laughs) And just for some context for those listening on like how Arbel and I met, I had also we had like been silently following each other, I think like silent mutual supporters on socials, but we hadn't gotten the chance to like fully connect. But whenever I started creating my UGC course, I knew that I wanted one of my main priorities was to have different perspectives than how I was doing it. And since I have kind of these long standing deals in place, I don't have Fiverr set up, which I'm like, I'm actually setting up soon. I can't wait to do that. But I knew that not everyone getting started was going to have these deals set up already. And in hindsight, I wish I did it another way and was on Fiverr from the very beginning instead of now hopping on it late. But anyway, 
<laughs> I feel like that I feel like that is part of like you said at the beginning like freelancing, you know, and mm-hmm. that's a lot of people don't resonate with that term and that was one of the things when I created my TikTok account is like, well, I'm not a freelancer and I'm like, mm-hmm. well, do you get these deals by yourself whether it's Fiverr or not? Like if you're doing that on your own time, your own ability and you get to set your schedule, that is technically freelancing, you know? Yep. It's so multifaceted and I think Fiverr is just another tool to use and there are so many and I feel like we're all, you know, there's just a huge pool that all of us can benefit from, especially with UGC. There is no one way to do UGC and there's no way to get, no one way to get UGC deals. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's really what Fiverr and freelancing really encompasses is that it can be anything, you know, and as long as you're open to opportunities and you're open to new ideas, you can really leverage all of these different things. I agree. And just like you just inspired me just now with that sentence, that is what pulled me to your content whenever I was looking for guest coaches for this, because I was like, I know people are going to want something or need something that you have kind of their foundation of clients to get started with that foundation of clients without having to like send a bajillion pitches, which ugh, that's a whole other story for another day. I, I, yeah, I, I see people that are like, you know, they're spending hours pitching to brands and I feel like that's a, another, it's a, it's a great way to get started and you kind of get your feet wet and all that, but it can be really discouraging when mm-hmm. you don't get an email back and you're just sitting by your computer and you're like, so many people are making thousands of dollars. Why is that not happening for me? Am I doing something wrong? Am I not doing it right or whatever? And and all of it takes time and patience. And if you really want to dedicate yourself to cold pitching, it could work out really great for you, but you need to constantly be working on your portfolio and changing up your pitches and all of that. Whereas you know, like for myself, I'm a stay at home mom. So I have two young kids. I have a five and three year old and they keep me very busy. I don't know if you can hear them. They're literally like playing outside my door right now. They're like little fingers are like sticking under the door. But, um, you know, I don't have the time to be constantly sending emails, researching brands, seeing how I can help them, you know, because that's part of the pitching process is like, how am I going to be able to help this brand differentiate themselves and connect with their audience Mm -hmm. through my email pitch? Like, I don't have the time to do that, you know, so... Fiverr has been able to allow me to have that freedom of setting up my gig, putting up my my videos, my portfolio, and then they come to me. And it's yes. just completely passive, inbound approach to UGC. So it's not that one way is right and one way is wrong. You know, it's just it depends on your lifestyle. You know, that Absolutely. that is that is what freelancing and that is what figuring out how to do this for you is that it's what is your lifestyle like that you can spend time on X, Y, and Z, you know, that kind of thing. So, and for you, I feel like you, you started with pitching back in the day. Like when did you start UGC? You've been on it longer (laughs) than it's been trending, right? Yeah. Well, it just wasn't always called that, you know, it just morphed a little bit. I mean, cause I think one of the huge misconceptions that drives me crazy is that like sponsored posts are not UGC, but they are. They're just a form of UGC. They're just user-generated content. It's just a different type of it, right? right? Like it's getting posted to a different platform or in in a different way. But And that's the thing. So yeah, I've been doing that for a while, but it wasn't till, I don't know, probably six months or a year after doing sponsored posts that I realized brands also want to use it off of my channel. And that's when I started really pushing that for so many reasons. I mean, it's just... 
That way I don't have to bombard my audience with a bunch of sponsored posts. I don't have to stress about my follower count all the time. And so it's just not as much about that follower account. And it's about optimizing your social media more than anything. And so I actually didn't do a lot of pitching at the beginning. It was more because my social media was optimized, which is, that's why I focus so much on inbound on my course, like optimizing your socials and Fiverr, things like that, that are going to get things coming to you. Oh, yeah. I call it the magnet method. That's a great idea. And that's a really great point that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about because you think of just a couple ways to get UGC. And it's like, either you're cold pitching, either you're on Fiverr or Upwork or Incense or Billow or whatever, all these platforms that are popping off. Or I guess you're right. Like if you optimize your social media, which actually makes perfect sense because I have gotten my first outside of Fiverr brand deal Mm -hmm. with Pear Eyewear. Okay. Because of my TikTok account. Yes, exactly. And And that is what you're talking about. Exactly. And it's people think again, like they're like, okay, why would I focus on my social media if my follower count doesn't matter for UGC? But it's not about having a big following. It's about having the following that matches up with your dream brands, you know, the ones that's going to attract them. And I actually like I have a student this week who is crushing it. And she has I think she has less than 5000 followers. And she was like, what's going on? Like, why am I getting these inbound deals? And I'm like, it's because your social media is fire. Like, it's so good and specific. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, it really does not matter about the follower count. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm at 59 now, but Mm -hmm. I'm still getting, like I said, like pretty good brand deals that they don't want me to post to my account. So it doesn't matter who I'm trying to influence. And the same thing with Fiverr, like reviews are a really big part of your success on Fiverr and how much you really want to charge. And that's the biggest misconception that people have when they want to join Fiverr is like, well, I'm going to have to be so cheap because everybody pays so cheap on there. Mm. And that's, you're going to be cheap in the beginning. You know, like that's the key phrase that people are kind of missing out on is that as you grow, like when you first get on the, on the platform, you don't have reviews. You don't have like a lot of time on your account because it says, you know, member sense. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, yeah, you probably will start out lower. But as you get your first like two, three, five reviews, you're going to increase. You're going to increase. I started at $35 a video when I first started UGC, which was last May 2022. Okay. Now I just raised it to 125. Mm-hmm have not slowed down and I'm about to raise it again to 150. So like okay. that's for a 15 second <laughs> really quick no overlay text like that is bare bones you know like yeah. and and I'm not even on the higher end there are some creators even though I've been a fiber seller for 7 years there are other fiber sellers who are charging $300 and they're getting deals too. So it's all about how you First of all, your experience outside of Fiverr, how you can leverage that within Fiverr, and then creating that optimized gig, you know, having a really good intro video, updating it frequently, or like monthly, so that you're showing your best work right up front, you know, right at the forefront, and then having a description, starting out with those lower prices, but then growing quickly. That's something that I took years to learn. I Like I said, I've been a Fiverr seller for seven years. And for the first five years, I did not touch my prices, Gina. Like (laughs) when I tell you, (laughs) oh my God, the mistakes I've made. (laughs) I just did voiceovers and I kept my price at $5. Wow. For a hundred words, which is like two sentences. 
but $5 because I was like, money is money. You know, if I get a lot, I'll make more money. But then what ended up happening is I hit an income ceiling that I could just never break. Like I could never with just my voiceover gig, I could never break 4,000 a month, like never. And that would be working every single day, like voiceovers every day. And then when I joined TikTok and I created my UGC account was when I realized money is not just money. Like money is time. Money Mm -hmm. is working smarter, not harder and reducing your workload, but making more. And it took me over a year now to really understand that and that you have to raise your prices as you get more reviews and as you get more experience, because that is the only way you're going to continue to make more and more money on Fiverr. So yeah, what, what are your rates looking like? Like, have you changed them over time? Like what, what's been going on on outside of Fiverr? A hundred percent. Yes, I've changed them over time. I mean, whenever, you know, so I had a lot, I'd done a lot of research when I got started. And so I knew kind of what to charge, like I knew to charge my worth. But it wasn't until I started seeing like conversions for brands, whenever that's when I started realizing I could up my prices, like the fact that they were getting results. And I realized they're making a shit ton of money off my ads. You know what I mean? Like, and and they're continuing to re-up with me month after month. Like this must mean something. And that's whenever I started raising my prices. So I think the first video that I did for sponsored was like $75 to $100. But that was a sponsored post to my audience too. And then right now I'm charging over, it's like $815, like $815 for like, just as an example for one of my, uh, clients because it's different for every single one. Like I genuinely right. don't have a standard. It's like about the contract and all of that. But yep, yep, yep. for them, it's one video and two hooks that they'll run as okay. an ad for a, a few months. I think it's three months or two months. Okay. So yeah. And now do you do you set up the ad? Like I feel like we could have a whole nother conversation <laughs> on sponsored. I have yet to do a sponsored on my TikTok. And mm. I'm actually really scared for when the brand, like when a brand asked me to do that, because I'm going to be like, oh, my God, do I need to YouTube that? I'm like, do I need to like contact Gina and get on like a call? Because I have no idea what to do for that. No. Oh my God. You'll be, <laughs> your experience will be great. It's the same. It's very similar, you know? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a different goal too. I mean, that's the only thing like a sponsored post, their goal is usually awareness. Most okay. brands in this day and age are pretty reasonable or realistic about the fact that a sponsored post isn't going to get them like a a bunch of sales, you know, Oh, usually it is more about awareness if they're smart and they, you know, know what they're doing, because if they're looking for conversion, that should be more of an ad that they run, you know, do you ask them for the, uh, like statistics at the end? Like, when do you ask for the results of the campaign? That is such a good question because, (laughs) because I've been really scared to kind of ask for that kind of stuff for some reason. I don't really know why. I know. It's probably because (laughs) like I had one experience where like I asked about it and they were kind of dodgy about it. Like it, which makes Hmm. sense. They don't, it's kind of like it's on negotiation. So they don't want to show their hand and be like, yeah, you made us this much money because they don't want me to be like, um, then you need to pay me more. Right. So I get it. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And once I realized that, that all the brands were going to be like dodgy about that, I finally added a clause in my contract. So there's a clause now in my contract that says like, upon reasonable requests, like I can request statistics about the ad. So I haven't actually used it yet, (laughs) but I'm looking forward to the clauses in my contract now. 
but I just oh, wow. used the contract for my latest new like re-up of six months. So I haven't had the okay. chance to request the stats yet, but I'm really excited to do that. Oh, I've just been exciting. judging. Yeah. I've been judging off of like what I can see because since a lot okay. of it is whitelisting, it's through my ad center. So it's not posted oh. to my feed, but oh, it's okay. posted from my ad center because that makes it look okay. more organic. Mm. Like it's from my handle essentially. I got you. I got you. And so I, I can see that. I can see all of the engagement it's getting, oh, all of the questions, see, all see, of the comments. Nice. And then I can also like base it off of, are they rehiring me time and time again? And if they are, like no matter oh, what okay. I do with my rate, I can assume I'm getting good results. So it's okay. kind of like that. And then of course, feedback, like they'll send me messages like, this was amazing. This was our top performing one or, you know, anything like that will give me some leverage too. Okay. Gotcha. Is yeah. your contract in your A to Z course? So mine isn't because I bought it from a lawyer, so I can't obviously okay. resell her contract, gotcha. but I have it linked for people to purchase. What I have for oh, free okay. in my course, though, is a ChatGPT generated one. So I just put a little disclaimer at the top. Ooh, Pro that's tip. a good idea. I like that. Yeah. I um, like that. Because to be completely honest, for the first, like, I don't know year or year and a half of my business, I was just using a contract that I got a free template on Google from that was yeah. not confirmed by a lawyer or anything, but ultimately it's in writing, you know? And so yeah. that's what I provided for anyone who wanted a free template. I did give them that free template, but I just made sure to say, I am not a lawyer. So keep that in yeah. mind. And then for no, anyone that, who wants awesome. to buy it, yeah, I have, I have it linked in there, but. Oh, very cool. That And I feel like that actually, I'm going to just piggyback off of contracts with Fiverr, because that's like one of the biggest questions that people have is how can I apply my contract to Fiverr buyers? And something I always say is that you don't need to have a contract when you're on Fiverr. And that's one of the benefits for new UGC creators who have no idea how to do any of that Mm -hmm. legal stuff. A (laughs) contract is really, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but a contract is really in place to make sure you're getting paid to make sure your video is used in accordance with how you want it to be used and all of the negotiations you've had with the buyer or the client. On Fiverr, basically Fiverr is the how do I describe it? It's the platform. So they have their own kind of contract because you're conducting business on the Fiverr platform. You are going to get paid. That's 100%. Like you're going to get paid. There's no way to get scammed. You don't need to do 50% upfront, 50% after you get Mm. paid upfront. Okay. And then you create the video, you upload it and Fiverr puts their watermark on the video so that you only get paid and they can only get the video once they've accepted the order. Mm. And now they can get the video released without the watermark and you get the funds put into your like holding account. So it gets held for like two weeks by Fiverr if there's any discrepancies. But as far as like terms and conditions, like usage rights and things like that, what I always suggest is if you have a clause or something like that, that you want to specify how they can use the video, When you send off a custom offer, which is kind of like the invoice within Fiverr, Mm -hmm. you can actually put that in the description box. So it just allows you to put whatever you want and you can put the details of the video. And then down below, you can put terms and conditions. This is for 12 months of usage, da, 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 and put all your verbiage that you want to include that you would have on a contract into there. Right. Now, how much would that be held in court? I cannot say, but... It's there. And that that way you do have a paper trail that you did specify your terms and conditions. And if there were to be a problem, you know, in court or something like that, you could always pull that up and it will be on the client's receipt as well as your receipt. 
The other thing that a lot of people, again, get confused on or how to charge for is like commercial rights and paid ad usage rights. Mm -hmm. And those would just be gig extras. You just add them as a gig extra. Those prices I told you, that's like without any rights, without anything. So a lot of times people get upset like, oh, it's only going to be $45 or $100 a video. But then when you add commercial rights, if they want to use it to their socials, that's an extra fee. If they want to use it in a paid ad, that's even more of an extra fee. So you kind of like start adding those things on, like you said, for your videos, that's not, it depends on the negotiation, right? Like what else do they need for that video that's going to up the price? So the same thing applies on Fiverr. It's just all held on that platform. So you don't have to do it from scratch. So that's one of the biggest benefits. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, that makes sense. And I actually am really glad you brought that up because I did have a student come to me with a Fiverr question about kind of contract terms. And what ended up happening, I'm curious to know like how you avoid this is the brand kept asking for revision after revision after revision. So is that something that you put in your, like in your clauses or your terms on your gig? That's such a good question because that's, that's a huge part. So just over the years from my experience and being able to avoid revisions almost entirely is one that clause, that information needs to be on your gig description. Okay. Right before they even place an order, it needs to be put in the description. Revisions are on a case-by-case basis. And revisions may not be included for reshoots that were pre-discussed. You know, right. like if you and the buyer had already discussed what the video was going to look like, how it's laid out, and then you shot it, and now it's your fault but they already approved it. Mm -hmm. No, 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 that's extra. Yeah. I just had, for instance, a buyer who, when we were talking, he wanted like a very natural and authentic, unscripted, is what he used, (laughs) unscripted version of the video to just showcase why I love this wood utensil set, which is actually like so pretty. I like really love this product. But (laughs) I was like, no problem. Like I really genuinely (laughs) enjoy it. I got this. Yeah. And so I record it and he's just like, okay, this is good, but can you do this, this, and this? Like just kind of instead of showing an overhead angle of the spoons, he wanted me to hold them on camera. And I was like, okay, but I'm letting you know, I'll do these reshoots. But if I need to do any more after this, it will be extra, you know, so like communicating with the buyer, like, listen, I want to make you happy. This was probably my fault. Even though he said he wanted unscripted, I still should have made him a storyboard and laid out the video as to how I would record it. But I thought he wanted. So that was my mistake because I always give a storyboard before I record. And that almost like eliminates revisions, because if you have everything laid out, beforehand, and you're not recording things that they did not approve, you're going to run into issues. Like if you record something and they didn't even take a look at the script or the camera angles or anything. So I actually have a Google Docs, like just a three column, four column table that lays out the scene description, what you're going to say during that scene, and then their feedback. So they can literally tell me on each scene, no, I want you to be facing the camera. No, I want the camera to be like, you know what I mean? So just kind of like describing the scene beforehand, because otherwise, yeah, revisions become such a problem. And I never include revisions for free unless it's an edit. Like, hey, you know, can you cut out like, you know what I mean? Like you said, yeah, like you cut off a word or, you know, whatever, something I can just do in in post-production. But otherwise, if it's a reshoot case by case, and then try and avoid them by putting it in your description, 
creating a storyboard and having clear communication as to what they expect. Like another, I'm sorry to keep going, but no, please. another issue, another issue that I ran into when I first started my UGC is I got contact to do an Amazon product listing video. Okay. What's happening with Fiverr, especially, and I don't know if this has happened with you, I'd be interested to know, is because UGC has also taken over social media. It's also taking over Amazon product listings. So, you know, when you like go to shop a product and you see the video at the end, it used to be all very studio, like almost fake, like 3D generated, yeah. which is like horrible, like fake videos. <laughs> and you're like, is that product really that size? Or like, you know, yeah. it's not correct. So Amazon sellers are starting to move towards UGC product listings. Mm, okay. So that's showing the product in your home, but a little bit more professional, but not studio quality. Mm-hmm. And I got contacted by an Amazon seller to do a UGC style product listing for some hangers. He sent me the video and was like, I want you to match this. And I was like, okay, no problem. I can do it. So I recorded the video and he was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and I was like, the hostility. I was like, I'm sorry. I thought I did a pretty good job. Uh, He's like, where's the lighting? Where's the staging? Where's the, and I was like, whoa, uh, I was like, oh, you wanted like studio quality. He goes, yeah. What kind of camera are you using? And I'm like, I'm using my iPhone. This is like UGC. And he's like, no, I wanted like a full production. Mm. And I was like, okay. So I ended up having to cancel that order, totally missed the mark. And I put that in my gig description. Yeah. This gig is recorded on an iPhone Mm -hmm. with a Rode microphone with a ring light. This does not include studio quality, you know, like, so all of those things need to be clearly communicated to buyers before they place an order or before you give them a custom offer that, hey, this is going to be user generated. This is mm. not going to be a full scale production. Do yes. you ha- do you run into that issue at all? Have you been contacted by Amazon sellers to do that? So it's interesting. I haven't. And it's likely because I'm not a life like I'm not a lifestyle creator. So I get I attract okay. a lot of tech brands oh. and marketing brands, social media brands and stuff like that. Okay. But I have had students and followers bring it up before. And I've also noticed oh, wow. on the listings that the videos are starting to look quite different. And I even yeah. think there's like a Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's like a feed on Amazon now. If you have the app, you can like scroll the UGC videos and shop what's in there. Kind of like TikTok shops. And I mean, that's another kind of huge opportunity for UGC creators too, I think. But absolutely. Yeah, I do think. And there's actually two. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I do think it's interesting, though, to hear that you've had like the mix up of wanting the more professional look versus the iPhone look, because that is something that I came across like at the beginning, more whenever I was doing it. And I was like, oops, that's not me. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So I had to kind of like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) you're absolutely right about just like laying everything out crystal clear right from the beginning. And I think a lot of creators are intimidated to do that when they're new, because they don't want to seem like pushy or like they don't want to have too many rules because they think they'll lose the opportunity or something like that. Right. So I think it, yeah, it's ultimately, it's going to save you so much time and money probably at the end of the day. So much time and money and headache and disappointment because Mm. I feel like as a new UGC creator, when you're putting yourself out there, like I can do anything and then you get a cancel or you have to refund it, like that negative disappointment can really affect your success for the future, because that may take a couple weeks to rebound from something like that, you know, and especially, 
especially on Fiverr, if you do have a cancel, it does negatively affect your account. So like you want to make sure that you are as honest and upfront as possible so that you don't have those cancellations, which can affect you for months if you have too many on your mm-hmm. account in the beginning. But that's interesting with Amazon. So that's actually really quick. That's another gig. So this is the other other benefit of Fiverr is that it's not just for UGC. It is for every kind of category you could imagine. Mm-hmm. I have a gig for Amazon product listings. That's another gig entirely that pays pretty well. And then Amazon shoppable video gigs. So if you're an Amazon influencer and you're uploading videos for commission through Amazon because you have a social media account, you can then create a shoppable video gig on Fiverr and Amazon sellers will pay you to create that shoppable video gig that you then would be getting commissions off of for like ever. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I have nine gigs running right now. And each one of them are a little bit different. And they all bring in orders like you could be creating so many different gigs in so many different categories. It's incredible. And you can have one account for all of that, those you don't need to be niche specific. Like mm. sometimes with social media, I feel like you have to kind of stay in your lane, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a really good, yeah, that's a really, yeah. really good insight, I think, because especially mm-hmm. whenever people are starting out on social media and they're not quite sure yet how they're going to monetize, that would be such a good way to kind of fall into what you really love doing. And then if you yes. can't pick one, you literally don't have to you on Fiverr. Yeah. 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 Is, you can have up to seven gigs as okay, a new seller. Wow. That's crazy. In any category, you could have a writing gig, you could have a lifestyle gig, mm-hmm. UGC, voiceovers, like anything. Yeah. Anything, carousel. Any creation. I mean, yes. And even going outside of the social media UGC world, I mean, I have seen video game tutorials. I have seen people like taking over the video game, like I'll beat this level for you, you know, things like that. And they're getting paid on Fiverr for it. Absolutely. Anything is monetizable, any skill, any passion that you can think of. And I think people just, I mean, I did it at the beginning too. Like we, we have a hard time putting a monetary value to something that we do, especially if we enjoy doing it already. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. I mean, it's one of those things where I mean, of course, that's why I started this business and this podcast and all of it. But it's like, I just think we deserve so much more than the nine to seven, or at least more from our time. And so if you can monetize something you love, why not? (laughs) Like, hallelujah, right? (laughs) No, I know. What an amazing time that we're in. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been a freelancer for 12 years. And when I started freelancing in 2011, People were like, what do you mean you don't have a nine to five? Like, what do you do do for money? And I'm like, I do websites. I'm a, I'm marketing. I got my bachelor's degree, you know, like, like, you know, and it's like, people were like, how are you making a living like this? Like they looked at me like I was a leper. And then now with like TikTok and social media being like, Hey, you can do this. You can not have a full-time job and still make money Mm -hmm. for yourself. It's not going to be the easiest way. It's not going to be smooth sailing every single day for the rest of the year, but it's going to be so gratifying because you're going to be able to build your own freedom and your own money cycle the way you want to do it. And it's amazing creators like you who teach how to do it (laughs) and like inspire others to do it because it can be a very scary and lonely road. You know, like I've been, like I said, I've been a freelancer for so long and I did it by myself, my husband and I, and that's it. You know, I didn't have freelancer friends. I didn't have people I could network. 
I didn't connect with anybody because everybody else had a nine to five. And it's hard to connect with those, not those kind of people, but you know what Mm -hmm, I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so having a community now, like with TikTok and all of that is just, it's amazing. It's, it makes it so much easier, you know, to get these opportunities because we're constantly learning from each other. And it's, it's an exciting time. It's a very exciting time to be able to monetize your skills for sure. (laughs) Truly like the, the shifts that have come in such a short time is crazy because you said you got started about seven years ago in freelancing, right? And on then Fiverr. on Fiverr. Okay. So it's been even yeah. longer for freelancing. And then yeah. it, it was about seven years ago-ish for me whenever I was getting interested in content creation. Like I didn't consider myself a freelancer or entrepreneur at all. I wanted to be like a travel influencer. And oh, right. But even back then it was like, just it seemed like the doors were all closed. It seemed like a place yes. for celebrities and like, you know, the perfect it girlies and that it would be impossible to break through into that world. And then now fast forward to today, even just five years from then, you know, or even three, like yes. now it just seems like all the doors are open. And not just because like, yes, I've had some successes now along the way, but it's because of those open doors. It's because so much more awareness about the freelancing world and just businesses needing them more overall now with how crucial social media is like in general, especially social media freelancers. So yeah. A hundred percent. It's a different time and it's an exciting Mm -hmm. time. And I heard another creator say it and I was like, wow, what a good, like TikTok is free. It's free to promote yourself. It's free to jump on, create a video, and potentially reach thousands, millions of people for free to where before TikTok, you know, before Instagram, like it took thousands of dollars of ad spend to market your business or your services. And like we're in a time now where we could do this all for free if we just put in the time and energy to it. And that's like really exciting. It's an Mm -hmm. exciting time that you can put yourself out there. And even like Fiverr, Fiverr's free. Fiverr's free to get started as a seller. It's 100% free. It's free to join TikTok. It's free, you know, it's free to do all those things. You just need to just start, create the content and just get it out there. Create your gig. Once you create it, you can let your gig go. You don't need to keep touching it and doing things to it. You just let it work. It's magic. And with content creation, like you, you know, I'm sure you agree. Just create the video and post it. Keep going. Keep going. You know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what do you give freelancers who are trying to get into social media? Like what are you, what's your spiel of like getting started, like getting the videos out? (laughs) As far as like (laughs) content creation on your own social media page? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always say this, so forgive me if you've heard me say this, but I, over half the battle, I truly feel like is just the belief in yourself to keep going. Like at the end of the day, I, for seven years would start, stop, start, stop, because every single setback that I had, I would give up. And then all of a sudden I would get re-inspired again and I would pick it back up again. But it wasn't until I was like gung ho going at it, (laughs) like no matter what, because I really believed in myself and it yeah. did, like, I'm, I'm not going to act like it didn't take me a few wins to get that confidence, you know, but it took right. me actually putting myself out there to get those wins. So it all builds on itself. Like I could talk exactly. about this all freaking day. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's tiny, tiny, tiny little baby steps that all build into like this huge long journey. It's not this overnight success most of the time, even though it looks no. like that. Like, yes, some of my yeah. wins looked like that, maybe going viral or something like that. But Ultimately, I that would have never happened if I didn't flop the first hundred posts. 
Right. So, same, same. <laughs> yeah. So that's, yep. that's always my spiel is that it's about I love it. the mindset and continuing to keep going. I mean, that's always easier said than done because you can tell it at somebody all day that just change your mindset, but it's not until you're like ready to step into that place that it really happens, you know? Exactly. Baby steps. Baby we steps. all go through that. We all, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many panic attacks I've had when I, like <laughs> when I left my nine to five, and I went full-time freelancing. I literally had to pull over on the side of the road. And I just like had this like full-on meltdown. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, it's scary, but it's also really exhilarating. So like, yeah, we, exactly. we all definitely go through those times for sure. <laughs> exactly. That's that's like why I love having the podcast and sharing these stories. Because every single time it just reminds me of like whenever I just needed examples so bad, like proof of people who seemed like, like a more everyday person to me actually succeeding than like the travel influencers and things like that. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, That's why I love having these conversations because it's like, okay, here's your proof, everybody. You know what I mean? Like we, we are doing it. We are right here. We are in the thick of it and things are going great. Sometimes last week, maybe not so much, but oh, no, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> you know, we all have different circumstances aside from our business. So it, it yeah. all plays a role, but that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I love, I love having conversations like this too, for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> and so that being said, I am curious, like speaking of the downsides of things versus the upsides, like your experience on Fiverr all these years, is there any gig in particular that you were like, I will never do that gig again. That was a mistake. (laughs) And then also I'm curious (laughs) of your favorite gig as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My worst so far that I can remember like clearly was uh, an Amazon product listing video again. (laughs) And it was for a car seat cover, like for the back of your car, Mm -hmm. you know, like the whole entire seat layout was covered in this really huge like car seat cover. And I was like really excited because it was a very expensive car seat cover and I have two kids. So I was like, hell yeah, I'll take that. Like, I would love to have that in my car. You know, I have like a newer car. Like, yes. And I should have known because I know, I know when there's a red flag and the red flag for like difficult buyers is when they ask you a bunch of questions before Mm. you even start. So they were like, can you please take a picture of the width between your buckles of the seatbelt to make sure that the seat would fit? So I was like, it seems kind of red flaggish, but I was like, whatever, I'll do it. So I took a picture and he was like, okay, I'll, I think it'll fit your car. I'm like, okay, great. So he sends it over and me, let me tell I live in South Florida. It's like hot year round, right? Right. I should have realized this. So <laughs> anyway, so I'm doing the video and I'm like using the gimbal and he's like, okay, for this scene, I want you to be the camera to be up above looking down on the seat without the seatbelts buckled in with the logo flat, you know, like very, very specific. And I'm like, okay, I can do this, I think. And so (laughs) I'm like, so he's like, move the seats for, so I'm like moving the the front seats, like as forward as I can. Right. And then I'm looking at it. I'm like, how the, am I going to fit in that? (laughs) I like maneuver myself and I'm like holding the gimbal, like all weird. And I'm like trying and I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like dripping sweat. Like my glasses (laughs) are falling off my face. I'm just like, pouring sweat and I'm like oh my god this was a mistake like instantly regretting this mind you it was 150 bucks okay and I'm like instantly regretting this decision and I'm like look I'm so I'm recording 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 I'm like okay make sure the seatbelt's this make sure that it, okay now put the car seats in okay I put the car seats in I'm like oh my god the car seats are crooked I know he's gonna give me a problem so then my husband and I are maneuvering it 
I, I could go on and on. But anyway, I <laughs> sent him the video and he was like, the sunlight is shining into the car and making a streak along the back seat. I need you to refilm all of it. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> no, no. So then, okay. I'm like, listen, I'm going to do it one more time. I do it again. I move the car. I had to move the car all up and down my street to find an area <laughs> where the sun wasn't hitting the back seat. And I'm like, again, dripping, pouring sweat, just pouring sweat. And so I'm recording it. And I have to have my kids in the seat, not their face, but have them in the seat. I recorded, I recorded, I send it to him. And he's like, your daughter's pant leg is up too high. What? Oh my God. It was so awful. I said, cancel. I'm like, can't, yeah. we're canceling the order. Like I can't. And he was like, listen, you know, you agreed to do this. If if I cancel now, it'll cost me too much. And to send the product back and you have to send it to me and da, da, da. He goes, listen, I said, I will send you this product back. I have no problem. I'm not recording this again. Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. My kids were fighting me like, no, that's a hard no. (laughs) And then he was like, okay, just do this one last scene for me and I'll accept the order. And like, we ended up coming to an agreement, but that was by far the worst. Like he was, oh, it was just, I'm like, you, you wanted studio. Like that was studio. You should have asked for studio quality. Like that's not UGC. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was by far my worst one out of seven years. And that happened like last year. <laughs> oh my gosh. That I I hate whenever I have to film in my car oh. for anything. And I had oh. a phase where like I was going into the car, my car wasn't working, and I still was filming in there because my oh. husband, I cannot like film around him for some reason. <laughs> really? I'm just like too embarrassed. <laughs> like, just no, I can't do it. So oh I gosh. still was going into the car for a bit, even with no AC. And I was just like, I hope people oh. can't see the sweat dripping down my face <laughs> in this video. I had like a, a dabber cloth in there for between oh clips. Oh my God. And you're like, my makeup's running down. Yeah. Where, <laughs> where do you live? Houston, Texas. Oh! <laughs> it's so hot. Girl, that's like, I feel like just as bad, but like dry heat, right? Like you have like a dry heat. It depends because we're right by the Gulf. So sometimes it'll be dry as hell, like the desert. And sometimes it'll be like just stuck to your face and super wet. It's, it's not fun. I would love to live somewhere else one day. Like I love South Florida for their win. It's paradise in winter, but right now this summer mm. we have afternoon thunderstorms. And when I tell you, like it's like a hurricane every afternoon. Oh my god! And it gets so everything gets flooded, and it's just so it does not cool off. It's just like you can see the mist just floating in the air. It's so humid and nasty. I do <laughs> not do car videos right now. Like if they want to pay me, uh, if they if I get a UGC order for a car video, I charge them extra. And I'm like, it's, it's gonna be at sunset. Like, I'm not doing this in the bright of day, okay? <laughs> this is going to be a fee in how much I sweat. Every drop yeah. of sweat is an extra Exactly, fee. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? I actually just did a video for a deodorant brand, and okay. it actually worked out perfectly. I was like, <laughs> she was like, can you show, like, it's hot out? And I'm like, no problem. <laughs> oh, I no got problem. this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to show myself sweating, and I need to use deodorant, and that will happen in two seconds. Like, that will not be a problem. Just yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> a quick step outside. That's yeah. full circle moment right there. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That one worked out. I would say my best gig so far, it, we had a little hiccup in it, but it was really amazing. I got these awesome, like, Montessori huge play sets, like a pickler and like a climbing bridge for my kids. And it was like, it was like my biggest order. I think it was 
1200 to film a one minute video. Wow. Because the assembly of it, mm, like oh, putting okay. all the pieces together. And so my husband and I did it. The video came out fantastic. It was like one of my favorite videos. He was super communicative. Like literally as I was recording, I was asking him questions. He was replying right away. I was like, oh my God, perfect. I love buyers like that. I sent him pictures along the way. Super happy. He loved it. And then we finish up, we wrap up and I'm like, girls, you have this awesome play set now. Like, yay, let's find a home for it. This and that. And then he messaged me, okay, I'm going to send you the label to send the product back. And I was like, oh no, what? <laughs> like, when did we discuss that? Like, I don't do that. You know, we always keep the product, right? right. Like you too. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, we have an issue now because I don't usually send products back. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, listen, that's a very expensive item. We're shipping it to different creators to create multiple videos. Mm -hmm. So I, th I sat on it for like a day and I was like, okay, you know, we, re we really don't have the place for it anyway to store these huge things. And my kids will probably get bored of it in like a minute anyway. So I was like, okay, listen, because we did not discuss that I had to ship the product back, it's going to be extra. And now I have to disassemble all of these pieces, like every rod, every screw, like it was tough to put together. My husband and I, it took us two hours to put that thing together. Wow. So I was like, yeah, it was like, it was like a whole thing. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, it's going to cost you to take everything apart, package it the way it was. Thank God I kept the boxes. I mm. almost threw them away. Oh, oh, yeah. I almost threw them away because I always assume I keep the product. I kept the boxes, all the packing material, thank goodness. So we took it apart. And then I was like, and it's going to cost you for me to go to drive to UPS mm -hmm. and wait in line. And then you have to send me the return shipping. I charged him an extra $325 just to do that process. And he was like, all right. He's like, what, what choice do I have? You know? Right. So it came out to like a really nice big project uh, amount with the shipping and all of that. And it did not take long to to take it apart as it did to put it together. Right. So that, yeah, that was my highest paid. And really, it was a good experience, even though we had that little miscommunication. But that was another thing that I add in my gig description is that, hey, if you need me to ship the product back, that will be extra. That is not included. And that's not standard. So let me know ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. I'm so I'm glad that you brought up that situation because I think a lot of people would get scared into just being like, oh, okay, and not thinking yeah. about their time and the fact that if yes. you thought you were keeping the product, that's like, it's payment that you kind of factor in a lot of times. Yes. Like you're like, okay, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done it for 1200 if I didn't think I get to keep this awesome product. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's really important to have those boundaries. Otherwise you're just going to miss out on so much. And it usually like for me, at least it's taken me like just a few times of navigating the trickier clients in order to kind of, like you said, get the eye for the red flags so that yes. you can avoid it. And then also it helps you get the things in place to help you avoid it, like just being super clear up front and having yes. everything set up already. But yeah. And it take, but it takes those tricky buyers. It mm -hmm, takes exactly. those bad buyers to learn from that. Like with my mastery course, you also get access to my Facebook group and we're at 130 members now. Which wow. Is like Congratulations. Really That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's really exciting. And so we give each other feedback. We help each other with buyer situations, but I won't warn them about, like, I'll tell you the red flags, but it's also really important that you go through that yourself. You know, like I can give you the path and I can guide you on it. But if I am there telling you yes or no between every single buyer, like, 
you need to experience those bad buyers to realize like where your boundaries are, what you need to be more clear about up front and things like that. But like, for instance, I had one of my students in the group was like asking about the buyer wanted them to send it back. And she was like, I didn't think that this was, you were supposed to do that. Like I thought we got to keep the product. And then I told her about that situation, about that experience. And she was like, oh my God. So she went back, told the buyer it would be an extra hundred dollars. And they were like, no problem. So she made an extra hundred dollars just because of the fact that we had this group to ask those questions and, you know, having that community of like, being able to get feedback when you really don't know. I wish I would have had that exactly. starting out. I would have avoided, I probably would have avoided that horrible car. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? They would have never know. had Maybe to I do would- it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or the scams, the scams that are going around. Like a lot of um, buyers are asking for feet pictures. And what they're doing is they're really clever about it too, because they'll be like, listen, we have this project. It's for like a foot care brand or whatever, Mm. but we need samples to make sure your foot will match the criteria. (gasps) Oh my God. Yes. No. Yeah. Or they'll be like, hey, we're looking for actors to do where like a coconut is hitting you on your head and you're making like a weird face. So we need to get samples of your picture before we can hire you for the job. And so, yeah, so like we've been going through that in the in the Facebook group. We like add to that one thread like, all right, Mm. here's another one. Here's a weird one. Do not give samples. Do not. Yeah. So like, you know, it's just part of business and social media. You're going to get scammers that want to take advantage of you and just get it's not like you're losing out on money, but you're essentially giving who knows what they're using those exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's a little creepy, but those things you just have to be, you know, mindful of. I would have never known if we mm-hmm. didn't have that conversation in our community because, like, I've seen a couple of them, but I didn't know other people were getting them too. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's. I feel like it's similar with a lot of the scams that happen for brand collaborations and stuff like oh really things, like what they're there's similar stuff to like what you just said a hundred percent and then there's really? also stuff like um so they'll they'll message you pretending to be the brand and ha- like have an opportunity for you but then they'll say that you just need to pay shipping for the product to be sent to you oh. and then th- sometimes they'll even say that they'll reimburse you for the product but you just have to buy it first and things like that and then of course they ghost you so Stuff like that goes around all the time. And that is another reason, like, like just community and having these conversations is so, so valuable. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I have gotten several emails like that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, no, just hire me on Fiverr or like, (laughs) tell me the rates. Like, because I don't trust them now because I'm like, you know what I mean? If it's through email, like Fiverr, I have protection. If I place an order or they place an order and it's a scam, I can just request a cancel and boom, I get my money back. You know, like you have that safety net of Fiverr, whereas via email, you have to be on guard because you could easily get just, okay, I'll buy the product, no problem. And then like you said, so I'm glad you said that because I have gotten a couple of those emails. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That's I so know sad. people are so annoying. The best way to look out for that, just in case anyone's wondering, is the email domain. Like if you just, because okay. you know how sometimes the email is collapsed, so you can't actually yes. see the email, but just like the name so they'll okay. name their themselves the brand name. But if you expand the email, then the domain will be like at gmail.com instead of at, I don't know, like at shein.com or whatever it was supposed oh, to be, you know, because okay, okay, if a real okay. brand's reaching out to you, it's going to be from their domain that they own. Domain name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I am 
really curious though to just like kind of circling back into Fiverr land right after we got off the call for our guest coach session not right after but I think it was just a few days before I was watching an old recorded episode of Chopped it wasn't super old but it was just like a past version of Chopped on the Food Network and I saw a commercial with you pop up (laughs) and so I was hoping you could share like insight on even getting deals like commercial, like TV commercials. From, oh did you get that gosh. from Fiverr? Yes. Okay. Yes. How was that experience? Yeah, it's been so crazy, girl. I'm telling you, my <laughs> dentist yesterday, <laughs> I, I started, <laughs> I went to a new dentist and um, my whole family's going there now. And um, she was like, can I ask you something? I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, <laughs> are you on TV? And I'm like, oh, okay. Everyone's here. You go. Oh my God. It's been so wild. I'm like, man, I should have charged more. I had no oh, idea. Uh, um, oh no. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good deal. I got paid like my fair amount yeah. and I charged them a little extra for ad usage. Like it wasn't crazy amounts, but it was like a one-off job. I actually did two jobs for them, but I didn't know that they were airing it on like national TV. Like, so you said Food Network. She told me Hallmark. I had an old colleague from one of my first jobs, like years and years ago, message me. He saw it on the Discovery Channel. It's been everywhere. So many people have recognized me from this TV commercial, which is just so (laughs) wild. I'm like, first of all, like, I didn't know people even watch TV still. (laughs) But I mean, no, it makes sense. You know, like, it's just on in the background or whatever. But yeah, so they contacted me. They were actually the agency, the ad agency that works with this company, Homaglow. And I've worked with him on other projects for other companies. But um. They just contacted me to do like a spokes. It was through my spokesperson gig where spokesperson means like just reading a script. There is no product involved. There is no like, maybe I'll change scenes, but otherwise it's just me talking. That's it. And those are my favorite. I love spoke. They're also called script reads, but those are my favorite jobs to do. They're so easy. And it was a couple hundred dollars. It wasn't in the thousands, Mm -hmm. but they did not disclose that it was going to be aired like that. Wow. They did pay a little extra for ad usage. But like, if you see it again, I mean, I'm literally saying maybe a paragraph of text, like it was maybe 200 words, if that. Mm-hmm. So 200 words, I don't know, it was just a couple hundred bucks, and then a little bit extra for ad usage. But then like, how do you how do you now charge for something like that? And I think that's where the whole union thing comes in and like being an actor with an agent and mm-hmm. all that. But the fact that I got this role through Fiverr just because of my gig and I was paid outright, like, is pretty exciting. Like, I'm happy with it. You know, if they come back to me and they say, hey, I want another video, like, 100%, that's going to be a, that's like, at least a thousand for paid ad usage. Like, come on, you know, obviously it's converted well because they've been running it for months now. But this is part of that those questions. And that's something I learned from that job is asking, where is this going to be used? I didn't Mm -hmm. ask. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. They just kind of briefly mentioned it would be for an ad. So I charged them a little extra for it. But before that job, I never really asked, where is this video going to be used? And now that people recognize me, like literally my daughter's bus driver she was coming off the bus and she was like, hey, are you on TV? And I was like, (laughs) oh my God, now you know where I live. (laughs) Great. This is really spiraling. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I was like, I'm excited, but I'm also like, 
I look like crap most days, you know, <laughs> like I'm usually not made up and hair and all, especially with this heat, like my hair is up, you know, whatever. But I was like, oh, okay. But no, that's, it's been very exciting to get roles like that. And that came from Fiverr. Mm-hmm. I've actually done other really big brands. One of them I signed an NDA for, so I can't exclusively say who, but for my oh, voiceover work. Yeah. I hate that. But it's a popular indoor cycling company, okay. the most popular one. And I'm the voice of a lot of their stuff. So okay, cool. That came through Fiverr. Um, I've done deals with IBM. Ansel, which they're the biggest manufacturer of gloves okay. in the country. Wow. So yeah, all different kind, all different brands. There's a, I was the voice of a YouTube channel that has over a million subscribers. It's called Family Island. Wow. It's a popular, it's a popular like game. Like I don't play video games, but uh-huh. what is it called? You know, like uh, the Facebook game. What's that called? Oh, like Farmville and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's like that, but it's on YouTube. It's called Family Island. And it was, I was their voice for like three years. Wow. So, and that all came through Fiverr. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it attracts really big brands as well. Yeah. That's insane and very, <laughs> yeah. very cool. And I know like thank you. Yeah. a big part of the draw, I guess, to this world is sometimes a little bit of that glamour like I know it doesn't seem like glamour sometimes but it is like just having that fulfillment of knowing you got to work with these brands that you've yeah thought of or that you've like grown up with or you've heard of even in the past anything like that it's just it is truly wild and crazy it's so it's wild yeah my biggest one so far that I'm really the most proud of proud of is Fiverr even mm-hmm. though I promote it for free mm-hmm. people are like are you getting an affiliate are you getting and I don't get any kickback from Fiverr zero because right. they don't offer affiliate links for sellers to bring on other sellers like if I were to bring mm. on buyers Mm-hmm. to buy onto Fiverr, then mm-hmm. I could have my affiliate link, which I do have one, but it's yeah. pointless. It makes me no money because it has to be a seller converting or a buyer converting a buyer to go buy services on Fiverr. Interesting. But to create sellers who could make thousands on Fiverr, mm-hmm. I don't get anything. I don't get, I get zero. I don't mm-hmm. know what happens with their account other than them telling me. Right. Which I think they're starting to look at because, but then again, I'm one of the only ones like more and more Fiverr coaches are starting to pop off. But there's a couple on YouTube, like Mike Nardi. He's amazing on YouTube. He does a lot of Fiverr stuff, but he does more of like Fiverr news and updates, whereas I do more of like how to be more successful as a seller. But I, I feel like I'm one of the few who actually teach this. And so when they contacted me, I was like, my mom was, my mom literally was like, I should have contacted you a while ago. Where were they? You know, like, it's about time. Like, she wasn't even excited. She was like pissed at them, you know? (laughs) And it took like a year and a half. I mean, I've had this account since early last year, April of last year, and they just now contacted me. And the reason that they contacted me is because they actually want to start promoting more seller tips on their social media platforms for the first time ever. Wow. So that was like really, yeah, yeah. So I've done three videos for them and now I'm waiting for them to like contact me for more. Right. Actually, could you give me recommendations on that? Should I email them back? A hundred percent. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. I have scripts in the, in my UGC course that like are specifically about turning a one-time deal into a long-term deal. And so, yes, I would 
definitely follow up. And it's really as simple as it kind of seems. Just remind them how well it went. (laughs) Remind them why, why they might need you. So I might even point out like a pain point that they have on their page. Since you do know they're trying to go more towards the tips oriented with sellers, you could say something like, I noticed you don't have a ton of seller information on your page right now. And, you know, since we got such good results on our past partnership, I would love to be considered to do X, Y, and Z for you next or something like that. So giving specific ideas instead of just being like, I'd love to work with you again, being like, here's how we could work together again. Here's what I envision. Like, here's how I think it would actually benefit you and making it more about them. But definitely, definitely extend the invitation to... uh, Uh, to I'm like, I feel like I want them to contact me, but then it's like... No, you know know how it is. Yeah. Like, I mean, even I'm not sure like if you've hired freelancers for yourself sometimes to outsource, but like, yeah, when you do that, even like then just going the extra mile of following up in any way, like it just really does make all the difference. And also sometimes brands are just moving so fast that they haven't even like thought yet about it. And they don't realize that they could just secure you now for the future instead of waiting till they need you later and then having to find someone or find you or whatever. So just kind of, yeah, remind them. That's a really good, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I brought it up. My husband's like, have you emailed them yet? And I'm like, no, they need to email me. No, (laughs) (laughs) I get that though. (laughs) I do get the feeling of that, but yeah, I would, I would make the first move. Just, okay. Yeah. All right. I will. I will. Thank you. Yes, Thank you. I'm going to do that when we get off the call. <laughs> and for those, I like, I am curious for those who might be wondering like how to land kind of those higher profile, maybe deals. What, what are some of your top tips for becoming more of a sought after Fiverr freelancer versus just like one of the many? Oh, that's such a good question. Really creating that optimized gig, like constantly, you know, having that intro video be very, not professional, but if we're talking about UGC, showing your personality, showing who you are. I had a new seller, one of my students who's in her 50s, a new seller, brand new seller. She was contacted by Pro Compression Socks, which is a mm. big brand in the athletic industry for compression socks. Yeah, I've heard of athletes. them. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. And she literally had like two reviews, but her video was showing her athleticism. Okay. So what happened was she had created her first account and she, I'm sorry, her first video. And it was like her introducing herself, like all pleasant, this and that. And I watched the whole thing through because every now and then I'll do free gig audits. And I was watching the whole thing through. And one of her sample videos was her talking about how she's a pro athlete and she's a tri, she's a triathlete, whatever that all that jive. Right. (laughs) And the video she had as that sample, I was like, oh my God, that video is so, I'm like, move it to the front. (laughs) like put that at the very front Mm -hmm. and make your voiceover instead of you just like show that and have your voiceover of your intro. She changed that. And literally within a month, pro compression contacted her for that deal. Wow. Was it a huge amount? Probably not because she was still really new. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But those are the kind of things that you take that video, you add it to your intro video. If they do not sign, have you sign an NDA? use that video. If they don't want you to use that video, they need to pay extra for it. They need to pay for commercial rights or some kind of rights because that is your work. And you can definitely show that on your portfolio in your intro video. I do it all the time. And if they have a problem, they'll contact me and I'll remove it. But nine times out of 10, they don't. 
those things come when your intro video is targeted to the brands you want to work with. Okay. But then also really showcases your skills of, you know, what you're good at. Like I get contacted by clothing brands and fashion, which I don't do. And so that's in my gig description. I don't do any fashion or modeling. So now my requests have gone down for that. So being like specific, but also know what you don't want to work on and what you do want to work on will attract those buyers that you do want to work with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People really underestimate the power of like also repelling the people that you don't want to work with. Like you were saying, having everything right there crystal clear so that it's just easy for them to be like no or yes. That is a really, really... Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, because it'll waste your time otherwise and waste their time. So yeah. We don't we don't need that. <laughs> so is Fiverr, is it SEO based or is, is there like any algorithm with Fiverr or is it just like a search engine, they type in what they need and it pops up the... It's definitely SEO based. Okay. Yes, 100%. 100% okay. because it is its own algorithm. It's its own search engine. It does not go by Google. I think it is... It is gigs are indexed on Google, but like people search within Fiverr and optimizing your gig for ranking as well as buyers is so important. So having your title be keyword rich, finding out what titles are ranking on the first page is so important. Keeping your response rate up. So like how fast are you responding to messages? Okay. If it's past an hour, two hours, your ranking is going to go down because they only want (laughs) to... Yeah, yeah, they only want to re- they only want to rank by uh sellers who are actively serious about Fiverr and their success there. Otherwise, your ranking will go down. I could go into like how to make sure you keep your response rate at an hour, basically quick responses. They're like drafted templates that you can just shoot off and then okay. edit and send it off. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there are ways to create like faster replies. But keeping your response rate up, having no cancellations, and obviously good reviews and good private reviews. So every buyer that buys from you gets a private survey at the end of the order and says like, hey, were you really that satisfied? Like, what's (laughs) going on? What happened? You know, was it good? Were they communicative? Like all of those things. Mm -hmm. So that private feedback is also really important. So you have to give good quality service, which you should be doing anyway, you know, not just for the platform, but for your own brand, you know, mm-hmm. you should be doing anyway for your business. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a that's a good point too. I really hammer home quality of what you're delivering because ultimately, like not that I suggest it, but even if other areas are lacking, but what you deliver is on point and it gets them results, you're a lot more likely still to get rehired. Yes. So yeah, exactly. that it's so val- important to not just be like, this is a quick, easy money making thing. Like it's something you have to care about and actually put work. Exactly. Into. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I always suggest if Fiverr is not right for you, and you are not going to want to give 100% and like really make this work, then like hold off, you know, hold off for you're ready because it is its own business in itself. You could still do all of the other things you want to do outside of Fiverr. But when you get on Fiverr, like all of those factors will affect your success. And if you're not taking it seriously, then you're going to hurt yourself for a really long time on the platform. So do it when you're ready, do it when you really want it to work for you. And then like I said, once you create that gig, and you set up the optimized gig, you can leave it, you don't need to go, you're not supposed to go in and tweak it and do all of that stuff. You should leave it for 30 days, at least, And then if you want to change some things up because you're not getting messages or whatever, then you can do that. But like you have time. You don't have to do it in 30 days. You can do it in three months. Like 
you know, it could just kind of like work its magic in the back end, you know, like while you're doing other things. So for me, though, it is my main source of income. So I'm on it all the time. Uh (laughs) But yeah, it just depends on the situation and what you how you want it to work for you. Yeah, and that makes sense. You keep bringing up such good points that I want to like touch on, but (laughs) keeping things as they are for an extended period of time. I feel like that's one thing people also really mess up at the beginning because they think immediately that it's not working whenever really they just haven't even given themselves a chance to see if it's working (laughs) or not. Exactly. So giving yourself like an honest chance to A, B test some stuff and some SEO, I feel like that is a big one for people trying to optimize even on social media. Like that's where I'm speaking from, but I'm sure on Fiverr too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to try things for a little bit of time before you can switch things up entirely. I completely agree. You can't proclaim it's not working until you like give it an honest. Oh, I've had so many students like message me and they're like, I've had my gig up for eight days and I haven't had any (laughs) messages. And I'm like, girl, what do you think? Like (laughs) if you started a TikTok account, Eight mm-hmm. days ago, do you think you would have a thousand followers? Like most likely not. You know, exactly. if you started an Etsy account, are you going to get star seller? Like, no, mm-hmm. it, it takes time. It all takes some time. Yeah. I always say when you start a brand new Fiverr account, it could take up to three months to get your very first message, like just actual, like legit quote request. It could take up to three months. If you have an old account and then you become a seller, it'll happen faster. I've seen sellers optimize their gigs from an old account and within a a month they're getting orders like boom, boom, boom. So it really depends on how old your account is, how new it is. And then when you've created those gigs and you know, all of that. So it's all, all these different variables. And that's what my mastery course teaches. I'm about mm-hmm. to do a version 3.0. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So my mastery course, I've I've done a couple of edits to it. I've added a couple things to it, but I plan on creating a version 3.0, which will also have a section of how to optimize your gig. So right now my mastery course includes how to create that optimized gig that I always talk about step-by-step, what exactly to include, and then how to be a good seller. So like getting those quick responses, how to set them up, how to send the custom offer. And really my course, I created it because when I first started coaching on TikTok, I got a couple coaching calls and I had one in particular, Brittany, and she booked a call with me because she wanted to get on Fiverr. I had no digital products at the time. And so we got on a call and I literally was on the call with her for two hours setting (laughs) up how to create her account and how to create her gig. By Mm -hmm. the end of the two hours, we were both so exhausted. <laughs> oh my God. It was like, all, like literally both of us had like bags under our eyes. We were like, oh, this is too much. <laughs> I mean, it takes two hours to go from start to finish on a mm-hmm. new Fiverr account. Yeah. And that's all we did was create the gig and that's it. And so mm-hmm. about a week later, she gets a message and gets her first job, which was wow. really fast. Yeah, And it's like 10 o'clock at night and she messages me because at the time I didn't have like all these things set up. So she just messages me and she's like, Hey, I got an order. And I was like, what? And (laughs) she's like, "Um, what's a custom offer? And I was like, so I helped her set up. And then I just was like, okay, now swim. Hi. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like I didn't prepare her to now actually like complete orders. And so that's when I was like, okay, First of all, that was way too exhausting. Neither one of us like could comprehend even what happened. Um, you know, like blur. it was just like it was a blur. It was all a blur. And then I didn't set her up for success. Like she literally did not know how to communicate with buyers. And those first couple of orders 
you need to know how to communicate with buyers because it'll set up your account for the next couple months. So that's when I was like, all right, I really need to create a course. Like it came out of not to make money. It came out of like, if I want to teach this and I want to teach it right, there has to be a course that guides them that they can get those questions answered. So like every comment that I had gotten on my TikTok account, all my coaching calls, I wrote it all down. I mean, you know, like creating a course, I I blacked out. I blacked out. (laughs) That's the perfect explanation. (laughs) I had the idea and then I woke up and it was launched. I don't know. (laughs) I literally blacked out like I went to my parents (laughs) my mom watched the kids and I locked myself in my old room Mm -hmm. you know when I was a little girl and I locked (laughs) myself in I was like mom you got them because like when I'm at my house even though my husband watches them like they're just on me you know but when we're at grandma's house like it's totally it's like free game you know (laughs) and uh, she gives them whatever they want whatever so I literally locked myself in the room and I just went hard for two weeks I didn't do anything else and I swear to god I blacked out I don't remember (laughs) what I did so then like a month later I'm like let me see what I did and I was like watching it back and I was like damn this is good you know (laughs) yes every time that has happened to me every time too (laughs) right right I'm like I did that you know and so now we've gotten to the point where because of the community like you Mm -hmm. said I've gotten a lot of questions like, oh, where is this? Where is that? And I'm like, oh, it's in this lesson, but they can't easily find it or whatever. So I'm like, all right, now. And Fiverr has changed so much in the last six months. They've never made changes. And then right when you make a course. When I tell you, I'm not even exaggerating. The two weeks I was creating the course, do you know what happened? No. The two weeks that I was creating the course, one night I'm doing my screen recordings of like where to go. Like here you go to your gig, you click on gig. Da, da, da. The next day I'm about to do my next screen record and I open Fiverr and I was like, what the hell is this? They completely changed the layout, oh completely my- changed the menu, <sighs> changed where everything is. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like backstep a couple days, do all my screen recordings again. Cause you know, I'm in the middle of it. So mm. I have to do the updated one. Yeah. And now they've made changes again. Now they're now they just released that they're going to have two different styles to your gig page. So if you are not a visual Fiverr seller, meaning mm-hmm. video, UGC, all of that, mm-hmm. if you're like in the writing category, your intro video is no longer at the top, it's down below and your profile picture and description is going to be more prevalent. Okay. So I'm like Okay, I that's my sign to redo my course because I don't talk about it at all in my course. It didn't exist last year. Right. So yeah, now I'm in that's why I said also for your training, mm. I'm gonna be updating that because they <laughs> added UGC as its own subcategory and they've done all these other changes. Oh so. yes, they did that like right after you submitted yes. the guest training too. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I feel so bad. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my I'm like, are you serious right now. So yeah, I I, re, I need to I'm going to redo yours. And then I'm going to redo my entire course and like add things <laughs> and do all that. So the benefit is if you lock in the course now, um, mm-hmm. with the training and all that, then you get the updated version automatically. But when I do update the course, I'm going to be increasing the price. So okay. it's going to be it's going to be a lot more there's going to be a lot more information in there. Yeah, so. that's the future <laughs> updates is so invaluable. And for anybody who's listening and is inspired by Fiverr and wants to give it a try, I am going to link Arbel's Fiverr Mastery course in the description, the show description for you. I'm also going to link her socials so that you can find her and keep learning because, again, like her content, it's what made me be like, she is the coach that I need. <laughs> and then, of course, you can also find her inside 
UGC A to Z if you are looking for UGC specific. Yes. Yeah. All and that will be an resources. updated, that will be an mm-hmm. updated uh, training in the next couple of weeks. Here. <laughs> that <Yes>. means so <laughs> much. You, you didn't have to do that, but that means a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'll get the free updated. Everybody will get the new updated version, including the new subcategory that it's in and all of that. Yeah, so that's yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for that. And for this conversation, this has been yes. like, just really inspiring. I know everyone listening is going to be excited to get started. So thanks. Awesome. It was a lot of fun. Me too. Thank you, Gina. This was really, really fun. Have a good day and I'm going to see you soon. Yes. For those <laughs> listening, thank you for tuning in and we'll chat next week. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, it would make my day to hear about it. Please don't hesitate to share your thoughts on Instagram and tag me at Gina Galliotto or shoot me a DM letting me know so I can continue sharing episodes you love. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Social Spectrum podcast and leave a five-star review so we can stay in each other's worlds. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Until next time, friend.